This show is broadcasting from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Welcome to Shot of History. And welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I am the color man, Big Dev, and I'm too drunk to do the teehee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he can't even teehee. Holy shit. I'm Dave. I'm going to give myself the Arsenio Hall. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God. He came to life. Yes. I felt it. <laughs> this is what happens when you record several shows after doing several shots. Yes. Do you just get louder, more obnoxious? Not remember, you, not you personally. Like remember, everyone. Uh, no, me personally, but but still. <laughs> like remember everyone. the shit show, the one year at Motor City, like the first year we started recording, and we were at Motor City and we were at my hotel and like we got hammered. Oh, I'm we sorry, were- nothing will Motor City. Nothing will ever compare to the hour and a half that is still out there from the. At 12.30 a.m. in the bar when I pulled out both task cams, hit record, and set them in the middle of us all. Oh, God. That was a debacle. Well, maybe you shouldn't have done that. It was amazing. (laughs) But it was a debacle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that was more it for, was the best of times. It, it was, was the worst, worst of times. <laughs> yes. Was that for more like for personal? You like you're not going to air. Oh no, that? it's it's totally published out. Because oh. why wouldn't you? Uh I don't know. I wouldn't. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the Lumiere brothers, um, Auguste and Louis. They are French. If they you are did French. Not, if, if you did not get that from the last name and both first names, <laughs> yes, they are they are very French. So before we get to that, we are going to do a shot, and we are going to drink to the in, the invention of uh, modern c- cinema. This everything is based on all of what we're going to talk about today. Sweet, so, sweet. If you like movies, be excited. <laughs> Or don't be a bitter cynic like the rest of us. Yeah, nah. yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever you feel like. The you know. Last Jedi was the worst movie ever. <laughs> oh, it's not even gonna be started. Uh, so I enjoyed it. <laughs> so did I. Yeah, which is why yeah, it was all right. That that's why I think. Though so I right. don't agree with people that are like it's the best Star Wars movie ever. It's oh like, no, no, God, no, 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 screw everything about you. No, no, that's no, yeah. no, no, Empire or bust. Yeah, you know, every time I do a show. And you're somehow around Star Wars so, somehow up. Star Wars, but I didn't bring it up. You didn't. I'm, I did not. I'm actually super. <laughs> <laughs> we got this far, and no Star Wars. All right, the Lumiere brothers. The, thank you, Lumiere. <laughs> I should have you just say the names for me. I, I like, could if you would like me to. I, I like your accent. <laughs> I okay. spit in your general direction. I fought in your general direction. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, another Monty Python. I know. Well, it's because it's classic yeah. and it's like so quotable. Like it is. I feel like most people I know can quote. Fish and lavash. Fish and lavash. What? Get the cow. Get the cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alrighty. So the Lumiere brothers. <laughs> if it um, weren't for the Lumiere brothers, we wouldn't be talking about Monty Python. Hey, Monty Python and the Holy Grail was a movie, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. fits into the theme. It yes. totally does. 
I'm just, I'm just trying I to heard that things. eye roll from here. Don, I'm, yeah. just judged, I'm just justifying. I actually didn't eye roll for once. Yes. I, w- I was withholding the eye roll for possibly later in the episode. I don't want right. to waste a good eye roll. Yes. <laughs> we, we've okay, got three so, more shows to get through. <laughs> right? Okay, so um, August was born um, October 19th um, in 1862, and his brother Louis was born October 5th in 19 or 1864. I'm glad they me. weren't born in the ninth month because that should be illegal according to Donald Trump. <laughs> after the ninth month. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes so after, the, after the ninth month. They're yeah. both Libras and I'm a Libra. So I, I kind of feel their artistic vibe that and they were I going for here. Bullshit. Okay. Um, <laughs> woohoo. Yay Libras. Uh, <laughs> okay. So they were born in uh lion. Their father, um, Antoine, um, had a photography business there. Uh, they also had three sisters and another brother. So apparently, like, who did nothing notable. So yes. they're not no, mentioned. not really. They're kind of just like a byline. Like they gave like in every article that I read, like they mentioned them and they said like their names. Also starring, yeah. So it's kind of, and they they just fade into the background after that. So not important. Um, both of the the boys were really uh, uh, talented when it came to um, certain. Uh, school topics. So August was um, gifted in chemistry, by uh, biology, and medicine, and then uh, mm. Louis was really good at math and chemistry. So, um, I like that they were uh, well versed in chemistry. Yeah, I you know they were, uh, and they ended up going into business uh, to work for their father. And eventually, um, their father retired, and they took over the company. Um, August was uh, he worked as a man, like the manager of the company, um, and Louis uh, was a physicist, and um, he worked on improving all the photography tools. So um, that happened in 1892. You know, he handed the company over to the sons, mm-hmm. and under them, um, they they were able to produce this new um, highly sensitive uh, photography plate and they started manufacturing it. And this was... Because invent- I guess let's put it in context. Like back then, like we were, we're before the Polaroid days, we're before right. the, yeah. you know, it was a lot of the, you know, okay, sit still for five minutes while this giant right. puff of silver goes off yes. and you have to sit still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a little bit more refined Before by this time than Kodachrome. that. Yeah, um, it was a little bit more refined at this time than that, but still, it was it was it's, a, still, it's a yeah, it's it was a long, long process. Yeah, a long process. So at age seventeen, uh, Louis in, uh, invented this uh, photo plate that was super sensitive, and it made you know photography a little bit easier. They started to manufacture it, and um, by nineteen or eight, I keep saying nineteen. By eighteen ninety four. Nothing they were, existed before the 1900s. I know. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so in 1894, um, they started to mass produce this plate, and they were selling like 15 million a year. Wow. Um, and they were making 15 million in profit every year off of this so one plate. So a bucket thing, yeah. Yeah. Or a frog thing. Right. So, and that's, you know. Well, they were probably, uh, I would assume, like selling them for two francs. Yeah. I would like, make one franc. Yeah. <laughs> In Franck. Yeah. <laughs> well, but then again, they, they are, it, I'm assuming that you're saying they are producing these. They're not, is there like warehousing and all that involved? Well, they, they own their own, um, in Lyon, France, they own their own, uh, it was Sorry. a suburb. It is Lyon. Lyon. L- L-Y-O-N or L-E-O-N? L-Y. It is Lyon. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she's probably closer. Yeah, to I think Lion on this one is correct. Lion, maybe. Ma- yeah, but I don't have an accent, yeah. so I'm not. Lion, <laughs> Lion. <laughs> All right. 
Sorry if I'm offending any French people <laughs> with my shit accent. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they had their own warehouse, and so um, they were able to manufacture everything in house. I think it's probably why they made so much profit because right, they didn't have right. to like outsource to other right. people. Yep. Um, but yeah, so this was kind of a big deal um, at this time. And because of the success of the plate, um, their father, Antoine, was invited to go see uh, Thomas Edison's uh, kinetoscope in 1894. Cool. Um, so okay. because, you know, he respected like, you know, what they were doing mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. plates and how, you know, successful their company was. Right, right. And he actually gave a length of film to um, Antoine to bring back. And like it was kind of like a keepsake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave it to his sons and he said, we want we want to do something like this. Like what mm. he what Edison's doing right, is right. good, but there are flaws. Um, there are two really big drawbacks. It was huge. And only one person could watch it at a time, so it wasn't like a modern projector. Was it like the what were they called? Um, that was exactly what I was view, thinking of. Yeah, the viewmaster. The viewmasters. Yeah, <laughs> it was exactly what I was thinking of, and I, I would say yes, but it was so big and so heavy, it was really hard to move around to places. So, no, so the the kinetoscope. I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it's like a big drum. And there's slits cut into yeah, it. it. And, yeah. Yep. Yep. And then so it. And it's you sit there with you're the. You're using yeah. you're using the the slits to trick the brain yep. into movement. Right. Yep. Um. And it, it will. I'll go in a little bit further into like how they changed the device and and made it a little bit more relevant. But um. Yeah. So they they took you know this property that was Edison's and they were like okay we need to improve upon it. They really liked what it was doing. Um. So in nineteen. <laughs> Damn it, Stephanie, stop it. In 1895, they invented their own device, which, how do we pronounce it again? The cinematograph. The cinematic, cinematograph. Uh, so the uh, kinetoscope, not the big drum, uh, but it, it's it, based off of a similar principle. Okay. Uh, it's a bunch of strung together uh, images and that would flash past. That's yeah, that's, okay. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so and it, it's the, the big box. That that's what I thought. Was the, you looked yeah. into yeah, it, yeah. right. Um, so they created this device, and it was only like five grams in weight, so it was much pretty light. Yeah, it okay. was pretty light, so you could take it. You know, you could take it around other places. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it was a regular camera combined with a printer and a projector. Um, and the way that they did the projection, it was like um, comparable to the mechanism in a sewing machine. Um, so, like, if you think of how. If you, yeah, 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 you know exactly what yep. I'm talking about. Okay, I'm like, I, I'm, do, I'm doing this with my hand, and I'm yeah, just like, the spindle in the, yeah. yeah. So they they changed that, and what that did, um, is okay. It it slowed down the film speed, but less film was needed, and it actually improved the viewing. Um, Edison had continuous mo- uh, movement, and this was intermittent movement. So makes sense. Um, it improved. So they improved it. So that they could carry it to, you know, numerous places. Right. It worked a little bit better and um, it didn't have like the the thing where only one person could watch it. So you could they made um, their first movie. Um, they patented. Well, first of all, they patented the um, the machine in France on February 13th, 1895, 1895. Uh, they debuted their first film March 19th. It was a 46 second film called Employees Leaving Lumiere Factory. And it was just a, they took the camera out, you know, in front of the factory and then mm-hmm. they just filmed the people leaving the factory. Right, yeah. Um, so it was their first test in the first film that they released. 
Um, and one of the good things about the machine was that it was compact and it didn't rely on electricity, which at this time was not like, is it like anywhere we go now, you can like plug in somewhere like, oh, I got to charge my phone. Right. Everybody has electricity. Well, yeah, you, we're like, think uh, old timey when people, you know, like when they show old timey. Uh, movies being made, it, it's all crank. Yep. Yes, yep. exactly. And that's exactly what this machine did so that they could take it anywhere they wanted and not be limited to um, like where they could film. Like They didn't have to worry about having electricity. Yep. Um, they did their first public screening of what they called moving pictures, yep. <laughs> um, April 21st of 1895. Um, and they met uh, Jules Carpenter there. And he refined the product and manufactured it for the brothers. So this, at this point, they de- they sent it to this yep. gentleman to kind of manufacture it because it was getting to the point where they couldn't do it all in their little factory. Right. Um, and so then after that, they did like a bunch of different short films and they did like private viewings for people. Um, of and course that, they did. Well, you know, I mean, they seem like pretty moral dudes. And porn like, was born. Right. Well, no, like, in, in the discussion, like, everything I read, like, their movies sounded really boring. Like, one of them was, like, one of their wives, like, playing with their baby uh, and just, like, nature scenes and stuff like that. Like, it wasn't anything racy. They weren't ready to put it out in public yet because they didn't, they wanted to test it, make sure everything worked right. See well, how- I mean, it had to come to America for that. Well, <laughs> right. well, that, and that does happen. It does come to America, but um, at the end of 1895, uh, their father, against their wishes, um, launched it public publicly, and the brothers weren't even there for the public showing. I think that they were upset. It mm-hmm. didn't. It didn't state specifically in the articles I read that they were mad about it, but they were against it. They didn't want that to happen. And even though they owned the company, and the father didn't own the company anymore, he was able to uh, make this happen. Um, so. They started doing – he did one big public showing, and it went over so well that they started to do them on the regular after this. And, like, word of mouth was like kind of spreading, like, oh, they have this machine where you can watch moving pictures, and it's really cool. And they would have lines, like, down the block for people waiting, you know, to come in and see shows. And they would have, like, blocks during the day, like, when people could come in, kind of like a movie theater mm-hmm. now does. Right. Um, you know, except for you had to go out there and, like, look because – you, there was no internet to tell right. you when movies were were showing. Um, they did their first showing in America at the Union Square Theater in New York, and this was June 29th of 1896. Um, it, it went over pretty well. The brothers opened up an agency there, which they ended up closing um, in April of 1897. They gave that business over to some American agents because it, there were some illegal film practices going on that they were not comfortable with. Porn. Maybe. I I think that they were importing stuff that they weren't supposed to import. Like they were doing something against the law that they didn't agree with. Um, Right. And the Edison format was becoming the industry standard because, you know, Thomas Edison was, you know, he he was doing this. The dude. Yeah. yeah, He was the guy. So um, it was kind of a thing. So they kind of like gave up, you know, the reins over in America. They mm-hmm. they gave it a shot and they were like, whatever. Um and then 1897 marked the end of uh production of that model that they were um that they were doing. And they made uh the model B, which was a projection only machine. So it didn't have like the other functions. It was just uh to play movies. Yep. Just yep. to show it out. Yep. Yeah. Um and it was designed for Edison's perforations on his films because they saw the industry was going that way. So mm-hmm. they wanted to have a model that could you know, play his his type of film. Uh, let's see. The earliest VHS versus beta right. argument, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, you know, they kept working, um, you know, filming scenes around the world. And in 
1900, they created a camera that took um, 75 millimeter films, which were like huge. Yeah. I mean, just huge, huge films at the time. Um, in, in 1905, they withdrew from film. They just kind of said, fuck it. We're out. <laughs> Fuck it. And then in uh, 1907, they brought out the Lumiere Autochrome, which was a pho- uh, photographic color process. So they went kind of back to uh, film the and, roots, and yeah. photography mm-hmm. and they, you know, tried to perfect a uh, a way to color film because at the time, obviously, right. that wasn't a thing. Um, now, uh, uh, August actually went into medicine after this. And this, oh, I okay. think, you'll find kind of interesting um, let me just, uh, this kind of scrolled on me like it was yeah. not supposed to. Well, okay. while you're looking that up, uh, for people listening, if you want to see kind of the most famous version of the cinematograph, uh, look up A Trip to the Moon. That's the one, that's the famous okay. film where it's, you see the, the face of the moon and yeah. the, the rocket lands yep. in the eye of the moon. That's actually, it was on Netflix. Yeah. So if you have Netflix, you can probably find it on there. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's on YouTube. I'm, I actually have it pulled ah. up because I was looking. It's like, you know, I want to see, because you're saying it was kind of a jerky movement, um, but it's actually pretty, pretty, uh, pretty linear, pretty good uh, movement uh, in the, in the film actually. Um, there is obviously when they edit together, it's like jumps. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... like you see clear, like boom, there, there was a, <laughs> well, there was no C to right. pull off CGI. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, exactly. it's, it's, it's very much like there was a blank frame. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were here. No, we're here. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, even, even if it's in the, like, so the, the film of them leaving the, the factory, mm-hmm. like you, when you watch that, cause that's also on YouTube. When you're because it's the you just look up the the first cinematograph film and that shows them leaving the factory like you see it's it's very fluid like people walking but there's like these hard boom like there was a there was a frame that got missed and then it's and then boom a frame got missed but it's all still like moving in in, in line so it's it's smooth well and but that's where the intermittent thing comes in that's why there was that jerking motion whereas Edison had the continuous movement so it and i so that's right what, it wasn't jerk it, it wasn't jerky but there was right. it, it was just a different style right um but yeah so um the one brother ends up going into he could be as he was really good with science and you know biology he ends up going into medicine and um he was uh the first person in france it's believed to be the first person in france to use x x-ray machines in research um, he also invented his own brand of nonstick bandages mm-hmm. and opened his own pharmaceutical company. Um, he he'd published a, a memoir and a bunch of research papers. So he got really into medicine um, after this whole film thing. Apparently, just wasn't his bag anymore. <laughs> He's like, I guess I'll just go yeah, to my fallback. Yeah, <laughs> science is cooler. Let's cut people open. Actually, he was never a surgeon, <laughs> but you know, he was a uh, he was a director of the. Uh, radiological department at a local hospital. Mm. Um, and he did uh, research um, on tuberculosis and cancer. So he did, I mean, I, he definitely worked toward a very good goal. I yeah, mean, good for him. Yeah. So um, there's some books that he's published that you can look up. Um, the, one of them is called life, illness and death, colloidal phenomena. 
Okay. So mm. if you want to check that okay. out, if you're interested. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. There was really no, I didn't really like want to talk about them dying because I thought their legacy. And then they died. I mean, they died. And then they died. I just don't know how or as, when as all or good, why. All, all good stories on Shot of History End. And right. then they died. <laughs> exactly. It is history for a reason. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That is the um, the beginning of modern cinema. Awesome. All right. So it's time to pop out the plugs. <laughs> I love doing that noise. It's just so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I was going to join in. And, uh, no, I can't. <laughs> Don't tease yourself, Stephanie. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, all right. I'll start this week. Uh, Snake Oil Comics, uh, shotofhistory.com. Go on there. Click on all the sweet affiliate links. You like comics, go to Drive Through Comics. You like RPGs, go to Drive Through RPG. You want some sweet, sweet history tees, <laughs> uh, go to uh, historytees.com. Um, audible.com and you can uh, you know if you click on the affiliate link there you can download the people's history of the United States that we were talking about on one episode with Calvin uh, I Is that highly recommend read it. by Hulk Hogan it's the people's uh, history yeah <laughs> you know what actually that would probably <laughs> made me fall asleep less <laughs> it was Hulk Hogan and Booker T reading that <laughs> Booker T yeah five times uh, <laughs> um, and uh, you know as always fuck Steve <laughs> <laughs> so our uh, let's see again as always um, all things podcast Detroit check us out at podcastdetroit.com check out this uh, and all the other podcasts that we have out there uh, they go out to iTunes Stitcher SoundCloud iHeartRadio Amazon Alexa devices basically anywhere you want to find a podcast you should be able to find these podcasts Alexa play Shot of History alright I'll play Shot Your Mother <laughs> right <laughs> alright I'll play Double Shot of My Baby's Love <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as for myself, um, stephaniemenard.com for most of your Stephanie Menard needs. Uh, and you can find my other show, The Way Station, on there and at podcastdetroit.com. And you have a live event coming up. We do have a live event coming up March yes. 24th from 2 to 6 p.m. When this at, show comes out, yes, it will still be coming yeah. out. Okay. <laughs> Old Shillelagh. Uh, we're going to be in the upstairs. We're going to be doing some history talk. We'll have free shot glasses. We will have copies of our Shot of History book. And uh, we'll be there hanging out. So come join us. Drink some whiskey. We'll drink some shots with you. How bad can it be? Yeah. yeah I mean, you're really... It's, it, and it's during the day. So if you have evening plans, like we're not even cutting into that shit. That's how thoughtful we are. Yeah. You just, can still go out with you your know, friend. Just maybe dinner, depending on when you eat dinner. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you can get food there. So why not come there? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And that's it. All right. So until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm the Color Man Big Dev. I'm still Dave. Whoop. <laughs>